So it's called the Bee Gees because <laughs> of the fucking managers. And Barry was the, wow. the he was the leader. He was three years he was older. Like the, he's the hot one. Right, Barry? Well, yeah, and he was 12 and the other kids were nine. They probably just were like... Well, I wasn't that hot when he was 12. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get ahead of this. Just bring you back. Hello and welcome along to the Community Notice Board. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Welcome to another episode of Community Notice Board Podcast, a podcast about suburbs that we grew up in. Uh, coming of age tales, hometown heroes, and local landmarks. We have a very special guest today. He's a podcast. He's part of the metal band Lord, and their cover of Savage Gardens to the Moon and back is gone. Yeah, well over bloody Triple J at the moment. Ooh. I listen to it. It's it's great. For the original? No. <laughs> <laughs> no it's, it's really good. Sorry, I'm the same. I am honestly the same. <laughs> but it got a shout out from the guy guy from Savage Garden as well. Yeah, man, that's cool. That, that was sick. Yeah. Uh, we've got Andy Dowling here. Hey, How are you, mate? Hey. great. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm. Uh, I'm a little bit starstruck because I've been uh, a big fan of the podcast. So oh, now I'm here. Uh, I'm okay. here in the flesh. Like, there we oh, go. Oh. Yeah, awesome. just gradually get more and more underwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, man. Yeah. Just like the whole time. Yeah. Like, you made fun of my song really fucking <laughs> <laughs> Straight off the bat. They're just fucking whack. The sheen <laughs> is about to come off. I reckon. <laughs> Never meet your podcast heroes, man. That's uh, my dad always told me. All right. So, Andy, you are from Redcliffe. Yeah. Queensland. Yeah. Queenslander. Uh, Queenslander. So, Redcliffe. For people who don't know about sort of 30Ks north of Brisbane, you still consider it part of Brisbane or would it sort of be more up the Sunshine Coast in your yeah, head? Yeah, unofficially, I don't think it's part of Brisbane. Mm-hmm. But um, I think anyone that lives in Redcliffe likes to say that they live in Brisbane. Yeah. So I think that right. pisses off the people that are on the other side of the water. And they go, oh, come on, mate. You guys are actually Redcliffe. Stay yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's one of those things. Yeah. yeah. The further away you get from Redcliffe, the more like, you're not going to tell someone from overseas you're, you're from Redcliffe. You're going to say from Brisbane. Yeah, you know what just, I mean? You, you round it's it up. Easy. You just right. go, yeah, that'll do. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That point on the map. So, yeah. So Redcliffe. If you say you're are from Redcliffe Cliff anywhere in the world they'll be like go those mighty dolphins Redcliffe <laughs> 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 dolphins oh, I know they're, they're, they're probably the most famous football team in the world well I they've think. turned out some fucking legends like I was going through the list and I think definitely the most famous football team called the dolphins I believe <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah. <laughs> them and Miami uh, probably <laughs> no, no, don't worry about that small city <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but definitely. the Redcliffe yeah, dolphins are like uh because I, I didn't understand, I didn't even know, and I'm a footy fan that there are clubs who are not in the NRL but extremely successful. Yeah, the BRL was like a huge thing. Yeah, and yeah. Like the the formation of the Broncos was essentially fucked the BRL, and they, a lot of people hate the Broncos from those smaller clubs because they were just like they had their own competition. Well, like yeah, New South Wales comp. I, I, I thought I knew that they had like, and I thought it was literally like you know the 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 uh, second row would be at the canteen after the game selling <laughs> cans of coke. I didn't think that. Apparently, <laughs> Redcliffe Dolphins have like they built their own stadium. There's oh, a yeah, stadium. Yeah. There's hundreds of millions of dollars in yeah, this thing. Yeah, it's like an rich. enormous club. Is it a big part of the the community? Yeah, there? yeah, it's massive, and they must bring in so much money because we used to, you know, you go to all the local haunts to go and drink, especially when you turn eighteen, and the Leagues Club. Like the Dolphins Leagues Club was like one of those places as well. And just over the years, just continuously pumping money into that place. And it's just, it's like a little casino in there. It's incredible. Like yeah, you walk in. And right. then you got the stadium next door. And, and yeah, we had, we had mates that we went to school with that would try, like their goal in life was to join the Dolphins. Wow. It wasn't until like 
join the Broncos or go into yeah. the NRL or anything like that. It was the Dolphins. Like, Fuck yeah. I didn't know whether it was short-sighted or whether they yeah. had like another idea that I just wasn't aware of. I'm going, why is that so appealing? But anyway, yeah. yeah, it sounds a bit like American sport, how there's like the local team and then it's like, the, you know, the college team oh, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And then everyone wants to support them and play for them. They make millions, but like it's still like four tiers below yeah. the TV yeah. footy. You yeah. know what I mean? But that's what it was. So it was, it was sort of the... You wanted to be, you wanted to date the, the halfback from oh, the yeah. Dolphins sort yeah, of thing. Great you know? street credit from the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, like you just walk around town with your shoulders out, just like, yeah. Fuck and then yeah. you've got Argyle just sitting there being like, one day when I grow up, I want to play the pokies at the Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get three Dolphins in a row on the marina machine. Yeah, but in a hundred, I'm going to get half back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that rule. So, Redcliffe, um, I'll, I'll, I'll throw down the history for... For everybody, so uh, originally the Undabi tribe were there. They were all from like Noosa, all the way to Redcliffe. So that that sort of tribe of Indigenous people were, were there, and then further south were the tribe that sort of had Brisbane. So there was sort of a line. I think there's a river or something like that, or a Pine Creek or something. But mm. that sort of separates those people. But the first European settlement there, 1823, the governor of New South Wales, a guy annoyingly named Thomas Brisbane. <laughs> Which, like, I'm off this already. I'm like, how did this cunt get, you know, <laughs> he's taken over. Uh, so Thomas Brisbane was the governor of New South Wales, and he said, hey, we need a northern settlement. And already... Do you think he got that name from people just being like, oh, fuck, get a load of old Tommy Brisbane over here. <laughs> Always <laughs> wants a northern settlement. I wonder if he had, like, a nickname of Briz Vegas or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be sick. Brizzy Vegas. Tommy Briz. Uh, so he, he, want, he said, we need a northern settlement. Um, so someone go up there and they'd already sort of landed there, like the, you know, Flinders and that and seen, but no one was really living there. None of the colonies were there. And then a guy called Henry Miller senior sent there. He gave it a crack. So he landed in Redcliffe. So Redcliffe was the first European settlement in Queensland. And yeah, so no one else was living in all of Queensland, you know, obviously the colonies. Uh, and he had, gave it a little crack as a little, um, a little penal colony there for 18 months. Went to shit. His wife gave birth to a son, Charles Morton Mill, the first European born in Queensland. So this is all in Redcliffe. And this guy, then it sort of fell away. And then eventually they moved south to Brisbane and founded Brisbane after old mate Tommy the fucking turncoat Brisbane. Um, <laughs> but I like this guy, Henry Miller, because he had a son. He's Henry Miller Sr. He had a son. He had two sons. Henry Miller Jr., who was already born. And then he, he gave birth to Charles Morton Miller in Redcliffe. But Henry Miller Jr., was also known as A.K. Henry Money Miller. Oh, yes. <laughs> he sounds like a welterweight boxer or <laughs> yeah. something. You know? yeah. Make it rain. Yeah, yeah, make it rain. So he was Henry Money he's Miller. The, he's the Briz Vegas. Yeah, this yeah, that's exactly. He's the guy that comes out in the ring with Nelly playing. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. with a big robe yeah. and everything. Um, in the black shorts, Henry Money Miller. So then he's, he had, but then Henry Miller Sr. died. And check this. I don't know if you guys have siblings and you're the favorite or not. I don't mm -hmm. know if you feel like you are, but I don't, uh, I don't think no. Money Miller wasn't the favorite. Parents call my sister every day from England. Oh, wow. <laughs> All silver medal Kirk. Oh, uh, Jamie Debit Kirk. Over there. <laughs> 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 it's uh, true. Uh, but then, uh, so Henry, so Money Miller was the eldest son. And and Charles was a younger one, and the the will of the the dad goes. I'm, I bequeath my son Henry Henry money, uh, the sum of five pounds as, as a slight token of my affection and esteem, and, and a sum which I hope he may lay out in the purchase of some sort of mourning ring or other memento of me. So not only is he giving him only five pounds, he's saying, well, you better spend it on something <laughs> about me, mate. You know, and then he says to my other son Charles Morton, "This is the same will." 
I leave the sum of four hundred pounds. <laughs> and slide. before I before it goes to him, I it has to go to my son Henry, and my son Henry is going to invest it on behalf of my other son. So Charles is an imbecile. Henry money is. He fucking knows what he's doing. He's like, you get nothing, but you're also going to invest the money for him. Jesus. Get some good returns for... Uh, so, yeah, I don't know about... Uh, Buy I don't some know. fucking Bitcoin. For yeah, I'm not buying a really nice morning <laughs> ring for my dad. I'm doing a fucking job for my idiot son, <laughs> brother, you know what I mean? So that was the founding of uh, of the, the area, Redcliffe area. And then it sort of became, I guess, a beach side uh, getaway from people from yeah. Brisbane. And that's sort of what it is today. Sort of uh, like, obviously, a lot of people live there and call it home. But do, do people from Brizzy go there on holidays? Has it got that sort of a vibe, a coastal uh, vibe? Yeah, a little bit. I think, so my parents sort of, uh, so my dad was Sunshine Coast and lived up in the Glasshouse Mountains and eventually his parents moved there and, and sort of grew up. Uh, but my mum uh, grew up in Roma. So it's like five and a half hours west of Brisbane. Mm, right. And so what used to happen is every school holidays, they would go to Redcliffe for their holiday. Yeah, right. And so it was a holiday destination, I think like... I think going right back to the 30s, but and probably up until the late 70s, it was just a migration across the state and probably interstate that people would go to Redcliffe and you get like, I don't know, your caravan or something like that, like total bogan holiday. Yeah. Um, but it was like the place to go. And then what happened is all those people loved it so much that when they finally had some money, they bought there yeah. and then it turned into a retirement village. Right. So <laughs> when I lived there, it was like just sleepy Redcliffe. It was mm. just everyone was old. There wasn't a lot to do. And it was only when I left um, about 15 years ago to come to Sydney that they actually started pumping money back into it again and it became now it's an appealing place again so people yeah, right. I think people are investing in buying there I don't know so much about it might still be a holiday destination for, for some of the country bumpkins yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. everyone else just holiday. waiting for that fucking grey wave to die <laughs> <out>. <laughs> that's right get some flippable we, yeah so. I go up I go to Redcliffe almost every time I go to Brisbane I think my mum's partner is mum has retired there she lives yep. somewhere around there and we always go check out that like the big markets they have on that main street that, yeah like, yeah they cut the bg way cuts into this main street yeah, i think something street yeah and stuff yeah yeah so i like it i mean it's a cool cool enough little town you've it's got to sleep. from um some sightseeing yeah, according to google the top things to see in redcliffe <laughs> look out there it all comes up it's a uh, sutton's beach is yep. the first one so i don't know if you know them or have any personal experience with them did you but did you do a bit of hanging out at sutton's beach it's oh it definitely definitely after hours when all the all the locals have gone away so a bit of underage drinking and things like like that, yeah, but, um, love it. but they, they would always, always call it the Redcliffe Ripples because there's just no waves. Yeah. It's, yeah. You're in a bay. There's just there's nothing appealing about the beach whatsoever. Yeah. It's not, it's, you don't go there for the beach, but I guess it's on the coast and mm. there's still some appeal. And the so. sand is tiny. Yeah, like yeah. You, you literally just step out. You go, oh, yeah. Like if you're sunbathing, yeah. like your fucking feet are getting wet. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. it's just light coloured dirt at that point. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's just like a creek. That just That's like, like so many growing up in England. Like your parents are like, we're going to the seaside and it's just ground up rocks. rocks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like cold day, slightly raining it's while like, water yay. pisses in. And you're just like, I'm going to build a sinker. Ah! Like, <laughs> Uh, the second one, Redcliffe Museum. They have their own museum. Have you ever been to Redcliffe Museum? You know what? I don't think I have. Yeah. I was just trying to think about. Oh, I, I think I know where it is, but um, no, I don't think there was any any people there. Well, it before, seems like though. a red a museum dedicated dedicated to the history of Redcliffe. Oh, so right. it's just Redcliffe a bit up itself, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, so it's all it's just kind number of, one exhibit in Redcliffe Museum: <laughs> the founding of Redcliffe Museum. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the it's like the it's probably all it is is you know that little tourist hut when you drive. Yeah. 
yeah, town with a big little, tea on it. Yeah, information yeah. center. Yeah. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. It's just called a museum. Yeah. All the brochures yeah. that no one's touched. You know. <laughs> Go skydiving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I think it's apparently it's like old stuff regarding. It's got like a lot of oral history stuff and a lot of. Um, original piece of, like documentation from when it was founded and yeah, right. stuff like okay. that and then the third one is uh, quite popular Bee Gees Way oh, yeah man. so Bee Gees so <laughs> growing up there so people don't know Bee Gees uh, and would they live there for like what a year or something yeah it wasn't long I don't I don't know how long it was but I remember I remember someone arguing going why are you pumping so much money into this when they're only here for like a weekend of people <laughs> of a weekend <laughs> yeah. of things. but you know it's like it's like it's like when Aussies adopt Kiwis, yeah. They, yeah. they become successful. It's like they're one of ours. You know? <laughs> yeah. Let's milk it. That. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think the thing. So, but growing up there was that drilled into you. The BGs were here. You know, the BGs. Or was it one of those things you just found out later on? Oh no, I think I think it was discussed a bit, and it sort of popped up. You know, it'd be like a you, know, you get the Redcliffe Herald, you know, the local newspaper, and there'd be a story about something random, and they've managed to just. Just throw in at the end something about the Bee Gees. Go, oh, and by the way, the Bee Gees lived here in 1950, whatever. It's like, oh, okay, thank you. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah. As someone, were Speaking you playing? Speaking of Saturday night at the Red Club <laughs> Conference. Uh, yeah, a great song. Uh, 50 children come down with fever. Speaking of. <laughs> uh, were, you, uh, were you playing music when you were in Red Cliff? Um, no, not really. I, I um, just started playing bands just as I was about to leave to come to Sydney. So, uh, so I was going to say, going to metal band and then being like, this doesn't sound like how deep is your love at no, all. Yeah. You would have to pull out some pretty sweet BG covers to get acceptance. Well, I was going to say, area. if you're yeah. doing the album of covers, like, you bring yeah, fucking Red Cliff home. I might have to do that next. Then we'll do a Red Cliff tour of all the pubs and just play the, play yeah. the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the locals are just sick of this yeah. shit. <laughs> no, I reckon it'd be the opposite way around. You'd be like, all right, we've got another cut this from our album they're like do the bg song again <laughs> <laughs> well i i was saying that the bg's way uh, and, and you you know Saying that some of the locals Are like come on let, You know Fucking let it up But it just had there It had a, a photo of BG's way And it just had like All these like You know um, You know Yeah Documents and photos of them And growing up And all this sort Good of information statue there. Yeah mm, statue yeah. But then it had at the end There's a light show Set to music Every night At 7pm 7.30 8 8.30 9 9.30 <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, the first one yeah. <laughs> Imagine just living next door, just like oh. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> but um, I, what so year did they make it? I, I think it was within. So it must have been. Oh, it had to be something like 2007 or 2008. Right, it's, so it's, it's pretty fairly recent. Yeah. yeah, okay. But I remember there was so much controversy around it. It was quite divided because obviously people wanted to use it as a, a magnet to get tourism and mm, get people mm, coming in and yeah. sort of like the equivalent of like the Bon Scott statue over in Fremantle and things yeah, like that. So, you. but then the other side of it was you're spending. X amount of millions of millions of dollars in what is ultimately just an old arcade alleyway yeah. with some rundown shops like right near the water, and you've just put a bit of paint and a couple of statues and some really abstract sort of yeah. bit, bits of architecture. And it's not impressive. It's, I've walked through there. You walk in there, you go, you go is that it? Yeah. <laughs> it's the alleyway equivalent of a disco's not dead shit. <laughs> it really is. I, yeah. I'll, I'll um. So I'll give you the background of the beach. I think that even though they weren't there for very long, I think because a couple of uh, critical things happened in the time they were at Redcliffe. Mm-hmm. Why? They, they managed to stay alive. Yeah. So 1958, they were born in the UK, um, the brothers, and they moved to Redcliffe 1958. So Barry was 12, Maurice and Robin were nine at that time. So very young. Mm-hmm. They had played a little, like, you know, 10-year-old in the UK, you know, singing songs and stuff. But then what they got their big break at was uh, in... Redcliffe at the Redcliffe Speedway, 
So I don't know what is that. A, is there a maybe it is demolished now? But I guess is there some sort of track? Maybe it's where the oval is now. Some sort of speedway yeah. or dirt track racing. I, I, I don't imagine that would have been around in the no nineties. But I don't think so. I, mean, I know there's a couple of horse tracks there, so maybe yeah, that was maybe what was that's eventually what was. converted. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was a Redcliffe Speedway, but it was car racing, some sort of dirt truck racing. So then the the you know in the between the races when they had to like tune the cars up or whatever, there was just people standing around. So. They went there and the, this speedway promoter, Bill Good, he said, all right, I got this truck. You guys stand at the back of the ute. I'm going to drive you around. And you just stand in this car singing 10-year-old, 12-year-old kids <laughs> to this crowd of drunk idiots. <laughs> yeah, well, just like <laughs> zipped through. That's pretty dangerous. Well, well, also then he said, he said um, they made a deal with the guy that any money that was thrown onto the track – by the fans that they were allowed to keep. And it's like, yeah, why? How's that a deal with the guy? Like, <laughs> people are throwing these poor kids money. And he's like, he's oh, listen, I'll go easy on you. I'll let you have the money. Uh, <laughs> so they were doing that for a little while. And then there was a radio announcer, a Brisbane radio announcer there by the name of Bill Gates, actually. Oh, wow. <laughs> Before he invented COVID, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Bill Gates was there and he was like, oh, listen, these kids are great. You know, let's sign them up to a deal. And here's the thing. I always thought BGs. So for Brothers Gib. That's what yeah, I thought. That's what, it's mm, not, that's what I thought. It does not stand oh, for Brothers I've been, Gib. I've been telling people that a it, lot. It stands for, so so get <laughs> that's this. That's all I tell well, people. Yeah. More than you think it would come up. I'm yeah. just telling people in the Everyone street. Everyone thinks that. But this is what it, st- it stands for. You'd think it would stand for Bensley's Grape. <laughs> <laughs> so they, basically, the, this radio announcer and the truck guy were like, hey, listen, these kids are great. So they all got together. Bill Gates, Bill Good, and Barry Gibb. Was the eldest was Barry? Mm. They all got together and they realised that they're all BG, and their mum was Barbara Gibb, so also another BG. So they just named themselves the BG after the fucking car truck guy and the radio <laughs> guy. Oh, poor Maurice. Meanwhile, Maurice and Robin are like, "Come on, <laughs> oh, even man. mum gets in there." Yeah. You know. <laughs> so it's called the BGs because of the fucking managers. And Barry was the, wow. the he was the leader. He was three he years was older. Like the, he's the hot one. Right, Barry? Well, yeah, and he was 12 and the other kids were nine. They probably just were like... Well, it wasn't hot. that hot when he was 12. I just want to get ahead of this. Just bring you back. Oh, uh, wicked eyesight, that. I smell a clip uh, in the market. Uh, <laughs> well, he, Benzie's like, listen, Maurice and Robin, not yet. Okay? Yeah, have you ever heard of a thing called labor? Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, anyway, so that's why it's a Bee Gees. Wow, okay. it's, um, and, I, and the other thing is... I think that Barry a little apology to it would be doing yeah. for all the people I've misled. I know. I thought I thought the same. But then they uh, I think Barry was a bit of the older brother who was a bit like, oh, I got my stupid younger brothers on this fucking thing and it's my band and I'm the BG cuz their their first album was called uh the first studio album was called The BG Sing and Play 14 Barry Gibb Songs. Oh, <laughs> wow. Really? Yeah. Oh. So Barry's that like, rocks. they're my songs, okay? So just that was instant power first. play, just like yeah. bam, this yeah. is how it's just oh. bashing his and the Maurice and Robin were young twins. They were fraternal twins, so they were three years younger. So he just been like whacking them like you little shits. You know, so uh yeah, that's their first album. But that's so funny. They were called they were 12, 13 when Barry was writing all these songs. And he said in the paper, you know, I get the tunes to make up what I sing, you know, whatever. I get the words from romance magazines and stories my 16-year-old sister tells me about. <laughs> so, and I was like, that is quite weird. He's like 12 and all these the songs they're singing is like 
the three kisses of love and love you under the loving love and oh all this shit. God. I'm like- 10 ways to blow his mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it is weird when you think about it. Like, what is this 12-year-old kid singing about love yeah, and yeah, like laying so down, I'll love you, baby, forever and shit. Because a lot it's of the songs the it was written in and it was the Damn. sister was reading a bat, you know, curled up on the bed reading a girlfriend magazine or something. <laughs> so anyway, that's the Bee Gees. And then, and then a, a year or two later, they moved to Sydney and then they're there for about a year and then they moved- to the UK and they really blew up, but they signed the contract in Redcliffe to become the BGs. Okay, that was right. the first time they were called the BGs, and they first had some sort of fame, uh, you know, in the paper and stuff like that. Got to get that contract in the museum. I reckon that would be. Uh, I think it might yeah. be actually. Really, there, I think there be. might be some. If not in BGs way, it might. There might be some BGs like paraphernalia mm. like that in the Redcliffe. Movie. I would love just like the idea of the local museum curator there being like a kind of an Indiana Jones type figure, like going around the world finding uh, you know, their gold record. Like, it belongs <laughs> in a museum. <laughs> yeah. Just swapping a crystal out. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's that's the BGs, and that like I mean, look, here's the thing, I. The Bee Gees are enormous. Like I, I'd rather the biggest one of the biggest bands ever to be there for a year than like Newcastle. We're holding on to like screaming, screaming jets. jets you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, look, they're, they're Newcastle born and bred. Everyone loves them, but yeah. come on, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like they on. can be there forever. I don't. It's not the Bee Gees. You know, I don't blame Redcliffe for being like let's fucking latch yeah. on to this. And ba- and and I saw where they grew up, like as in the on the map. And it's right. Is it Scarborough Pier or Scarborough there's, Point? Well, there's Scarborough, the the suburb yeah. in Redcliffe. Um, I think there's a pier or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. It, they were literally like on this point where you can walk in almost any direction, two minutes, and you're at the water. Mm. And it just looked like the most amazing place to grow up. And they were like, "We love like it's the best place." They have very fond memories of Redcliffe, for what I gather. So I don't think they're like, "Ugh, yeah, hillbilly." Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Back, Barry, backwater. Um, I think came back yeah not, he did yeah and he loves it yeah and he i there was some interview where he's like man you come from manchester england and you go to this yeah. place where you can walk to the beach like you can't help but fall in love i have not been to redcliffe i have been to manchester <laughs> i can't understand <laughs> <laughs> um speaking of scarborough you had a, a tale of an old uh i guess pub that's no longer there or yeah the scarby the scarborough hotel and oh, the scar uh, the scar uh, like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm surprised actually no one said that I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. um but yeah there was this pub now it's been uh, torn down and i think it might have actually caught on fire and i think they just decided <laughs> oh well it's just too much money to go and uh, rebuild so they just put a bunch of unit blocks which is pretty much what redcliffe is now yeah just high rises all the way around the coast mm. um but this was like the rite of passage for when you turned 18 because uh, there's a lot of underage drinking, like a lot of, you know, sort of suburban sort of areas around yeah. around cities and everything like that. There's not a lot to do, and but finally you can walk in with confidence that you and you can pull out your your your, ID, your 18 plus card or whatever and go, hey, look at this, I'm I'm allowed to be in here. But yeah. um, when I turned 18, it was probably like one of the last couple of years where you could still smoke inside as well. Mm. So I remember. There, there was two things because you had a public bar downstairs and then you had the nightclub upstairs. Oh, and and yeah, beautiful. like it's That's the setup. A typical, <laughs> typical nightclub sort of thing, especially with, you know, it's just majority of them are 18 year olds. 
and then a bunch of like really creepy guys in their thirties and forties just leering around in the, in the in the in the in the corners in the dark. But um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> one day that'll be me. But uh. <laughs> but the first time I went to a pub, I went to the Scarby, I went to the public bar during the day because I wanted to ease into it. I was really intimidated about going to the nightclub like on a Friday and Saturday night. Yeah, thought, oh, yeah it's just a bit socially awkward. Just at home playing the BGs, psyching yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, just like shimmy in front of the John like I don't know, everyone's looking at me. <laughs> but I, I went in. I went during the day, and I went with a mate who'd been already. So he was a seasoned vet of probably another month before me. Yeah. And so we walked in, and I'd never ordered a beer before. I had no idea how to do it, so I just walked up, and there's a lady behind the bar, and I said, "I'm just looking at taps. I don't know. I, I've seen the beer names before, but it suddenly just um deer in headlights. I've got no idea what to say, and I just look at one tap. And I go." Can I get a carton drought? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. and, you, and she knew. She knew what I was trying to say. But she goes, what? Oh, no. And I just thought, oh. And I go, that one, please. She goes, you mean a draft? And I go, oh, yeah, okay. And then I walk back going, D-R-A-G-H-D, drafts? How does that work? And just sitting there for ages and like overwhelmed but distracted, drinking this beer going, is this what 18's all about? Is this what a public bar's all yeah. about? It's total. He, welcome to reality. He's I'm surprised that being she didn't go on the PA and be like, we got a kid who wants a carton. He's going to be having a carton drought when I can't even get him out of here. She's like, yeah. show me your idea again. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> that's nothing. The worst. It is very embarrassing to do stuff like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just, I mean, you had no idea and you wanted to be cool. You know, you wanted to sort of just you know, ease in and just be part of the, like the the local wildlife in the public bar, but, you know, it's almost like the Wild West where, you know, the music stops and everyone looks around and goes, yeah. you know, who's this little pipsqueak just yeah. walking in now? <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, I found one other little piece of, or a couple other pieces of history. Uh, the Redcliffe Beach had huge scandals back in the uh, 40s. Have you guys heard of a thing called petting parties? No. <laughs> no. Yes. So this sounds was like a, a swinging thing. Yeah. It, it sounds really, like, scandalous, and it was scandalous at the time. But basically, there was this article: beach petting a scandal, P petting parties. So P double T I N G petting parties on Redcliffe Beach were common and had become a grave scandal, says the Alderman Hill. And I was looking that this is all over the world. There was these, all these scandals in the sort of twenties, thirties, and forties about petting parties. Mm. What the fuck is going on here? What is, what is it? What actually is happening? And it was basically just a bunch of young kids with their girlfriend making out. Right, but just. Like in public, yeah, in public, but making out, not no sex, and there was all these scandals, so like, like heavy petting, heavy, petting. yeah, heavy yeah. petting. But the, you know, they're not like getting the hand, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the bra or anything, even. And there was all this like <laughs> that we're aware of, yeah. Well, <laughs> I like that you're, you're very technical about it, yeah. <laughs> but that's my idea was like they were literally having an orgy because yeah, yeah, they yeah, yeah. called parties because it's like people would be watching and all this, and it's like people were just like over at the shops and they could see them. They weren't like sitting there watching. It wasn't like cheering them on, you know, like, come on. A couple of those old nightclub creeps, I reckon, might have just been standing there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's how you pet, baby. Uh, <laughs> but they were like, there's all these words for it. Like people, couples would be cozy in corners and toosing, T-W-O-S-I-N-G, which I guess just means two people doing something. I don't understand. Mm. So there's all these like scandals about it. And I'm, I'm going to take that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toosing's good. Yeah. I'm toosing with this girl. Get, hey, which it just, means it just means you're either not jerking off and not in a threesome. You know what I mean? it's, like, it's probably the most normal situation to be. I'm going to message my wife after this. And just say, hey, what are you doing? Do you want to toos? We're going to drive down to make our point. Just some heavy toosing. This was... Um, 
this was, yeah, and it was like everyone was really upset about it, and like we need to enforce the law and put and arrest all these kids for making out on the beach, <laughs> and. It was on the front page of the paper, and the, <laughs> and not only that, guess what? The article next to it was Russia believed to possess the atomic secret. So the entire, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, and it's like, oh wow, just also uh, get the atomic bomb thing to the page too, because we got a bigger scandal happening. And also, and next to it, double murder. There's a double murder, but also beach bedding and people kissing down the beach. So I don't know uh, about double murder. You mean a twosie? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, true, true, true. From the paint. Oh, Let's look go. at that. Very satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> He's back on the beers. He's riffing. Oh, fuck. So I don't know, Andy. I don't know if there's any sort of was that the sort of deal back as a young fella go down the beach, twos it up, or anything like that. Was it? Was it sort of? Was the beach a, a hanging place for kids as well? Or? Well, there's there's a few there's a few parts around Sutton's Beach and then going towards Woody Point. Which is the opposite yep. end of Scarborough. Right. And, um, oh, okay. There's a lot of cliffs up there and some areas where you can sort of go down. And That's where you watch the petting parties from. Yeah, yeah, from yeah. Point. yeah but uh, there's, there's certainly some hookup uh, little car parks down there. So especially when you've got your L's and you've got your car. And so um, that would be the place your to L's. go and take Did people. Yeah. Fucking mum coming along with you. <laughs> <laughs> mum, now just go and stand over there. <laughs> okay. But fill the log in quickly before you... Uh, so uh, Woody Point... Um, you is do you know the ship that's there? Have you seen? Is there a big yeah? There's wreck? a wreck. There's, there's a wreck, wreck there. there. What? Which is um bit of a history behind this wreck. So it's called the Gayunda, and it's quite weird because it was when it got wrecked, it, it was bought by the council and put there as like a um you know a break wall sort of thing. Um, but it's this just this rusty as fuck huh. old ship on the beach, okay. and I'm like, oh, okay. that's quite dangerous. You I know was what I'm picturing it. Out like well, in the I ocean. think maybe that's low tide. Right? Yeah. Is, is it in the water or is it like? Oh yeah, so that'd be low tide, and so but it's it's. I'm pretty sure it's really close to the to the side of the cliff. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's it not is. a place that you would normally walk right. along. Okay. So you don't have to like tiptoe around this no. rusted old thing. But the history it looks of like this. the kind of place in a video game you'd find treasure. Like yeah, in there, oh, yeah you know what I mean. Like, that's and that's where a lot of twelve year old kids go and go. Oh, let's look at that thing for treasure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get tetanus and die. So. It's not, yeah, but uh, the just the history of this uh, is the Gaunda was, um, you know, built in the UK, sailed to Brisbane, sort of used for a little bit. But then, uh, I don't know, uh, this this guy, I don't know, have you guys ever, like, rage quit a job? Because this guy has the best fucking example. Have you guys ever done anything <laughs> like that? I tried to and did the, like, I burst into my boss's office. I was like, listen here, here's how it's going to be. And, like, literally, I ended up, like, agreeing to more shifts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I turned so fast. I was like, God damn it. Uh, Have you? I So I was thinking about this. I did this thing where I uh, hated this job. It sucked. And I'd only been there like eight months. And I was like a key, not a key person, but no one else did what I did. And so I gave like 10 weeks notice, like so much notice because I felt really bad um, about replacing, like getting a new person for this role because it also sucked as a job. I was like in this software company and like – got to like three weeks before I was supposed to leave and they still hadn't got anyone to replace me. Right. And I'm like, what's going on? And then eventually they hired someone like three days before like <laughs> I was supposed to leave and they didn't even tell the person. I, they were like, you're going to be working with Alex. And then I'm like, all right, so you know I'm leaving in three days, right? And they're like, what? <laughs> and then I, the, the, my boss, who's this, this like slick Irish guy, and I, I was like ready to go out the door. And then he's like, but oh, listen, hey, are you – what are you doing on the weekends? Like, do you want to just keep working for us on the weekends for a little while? 
while this other guy gets up to speed. And I'm like, oh, I guess so. So then he was like, I'm happy to keep paying you the same hourly rate on the weekends. And I'm like, oh, thanks. Okay. So I ended up doing like three weekends work, helping this other guy get up to speed. And I'm like, why am I getting the same hourly rate working a Saturday this guy's got yeah. no other option I want to get out of here so I was getting paid like $21 an hour as a con- do you know what it oh mean as a contractor God, yeah. and I just couldn't shake him off it took me like three months to finally stop replying to emails because I'd be like hey what are, do you remember about this anyway so that's <laughs> oh, well, what about you Andy have do you, you ever rage quit a job well I, I worked in a call center years and years ago when I first moved to Sydney and one of my best mates actually rage quitted uh, in the way of writing a letter which was actually really well crafted and it was just a bunch of puns and just attacking the, the manager. Great. And so he put it on his desk and just walked out. So I was getting close to getting over it myself and I wanted to replicate this because I was just so inspired by his letter. <laughs> so here I am at my desk at work, like taking calls, but then trying to, you know, type in this Word document, trying to, and I just kept raising and starting again. And eventually I just, I just, just resign normally. <laughs> I sent an email saying I just wish to wish to end at this date, and he's like, "Yeah, whatever." So oh, yeah. okay. when I worked at Big W, I think uh, I uh, I was going uh, holidaying in Europe, like going backpacking, and this is like only for four weeks. As well, but I've been looking forward to it all year because you know it's the we're going to Europe, we're going backpacking. It's the boys, we're going out drinking and stuff. So I was like, "That's it. That's my last shift at Big W." Not thinking at all, like just thinking that I'd find a job when I got back, right. you know? So I like, mm. I got out and like, as soon as we got out, we went into the parking lot and like, I ripped the shirt up, like we lit <laughs> it on fire. I'm like, there won't be fucking need. And this was like thinking maybe I'd get discovered in Europe or something. And then of course, four weeks pass like that. I come back and it's just like, you got any shifts? <laughs> <laughs> like sticky tape in your shirt. No, I had to net. buy a new one. For like, luckily, w. luckily you've already got your uniform. So yeah, come back. <laughs> like, oh, by the way. <laughs> Fuck. So I'll tell you the story of this guy, Henry Towley Wright. He was the captain from the UK. So they employed him from the UK to, to sail the ship all the way to Brizzy. And uh, he gets here and then he, like, I guess he's like sick of it very quick because he starts appropriating all the stored food and alcohol for his own use. So he starts like drinking on the job <laughs> with grog from the ship and everything like that. And then the government's like start getting the shits at him. And they're like, can't oh, like you know, cracking down on him. And then he goes, "All right, fine, I, I, I'll I'll quit. Uh, you know, I, I want a leave of absence. I, I'm I'm sick of this. I want to go back home to the UK. So I'll give me leave until the end of the year, and then I'll return to work in the UK." And they're like, "Okay." And then he's like, "Also, I want all my salary as a lump sum, like now." And they're like, "Yeah, all right. If you got to go back, you need your money to get back. Okay, we'll give you the money to go back." And then he's like, "Cool." And he's like, oh, yeah, but I'm not going to go. I'm just going to quit the job. I'm just going to hang around Brizzy for another couple of months. And then they're like, all right, well, if you're going to do that, we're not going to give you all your money as a lump sum. We'll just keep paying you your salary, right? You're no longer the captain. And he cracks the shits about this. And they're like, fuck, this guy's annoying. So they, they just put a degree. All right, you're stood down and your second in command is now in charge of this ship, the, the, the Gayanda. And the second in command, by the way, is the best name ever, Franga, Francis Pringle Taylor, which that's, <laughs> I love that. I'm naming kids Pringle, Francis, everything. So, so Francis Pringle Taylor is in charge, but this guy, uh, Henry Wright, who didn't get paid out a year's salary because he was drinking and he, they, they treated him so well and he's like, fuck this shit. He arrests Francis Pringle Taylor, keeps him like tied up under the basement of the ship. <laughs> He's on the ship. He d- demands that they fill, like secretly fill the ship with stores for three months and coal and everything. And then they send him a letter saying, you've got to release this guy. 
and you got to leave, mate. And then he demand, and then he points the gunboats, the guns on the ship at the Queensland Parliament House, <laughs> and he's like, "Back off, or I'll shoot the fucking <laughs> Parliament." Shit. And he's like, "I'm fucking out of here." And he's trying to go to uh, Sydney. He's just trying to piss off with his ship. And he's like, "You can't demand that I leave under good circumstances and only get paid monthly." Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love how all this is happening, and they're sending letters. To yeah, say, yeah, hey, yeah, can yeah. you just stop doing this? Yeah. And we'll just wait like three weeks for that letter to arrive. <laughs> he's writing letters back, and then just pointing guns yeah. at them and shit. And eventually, the whole cop, all of Queensland police which this is in the 1880s right so apparently all of every cop from in brizzy marches down to the um to the wharf or whatever and then everyone in town sees 30 cops walking down the wharf like oh we're after this oh, you know yeah. so it's like a high school fight <laughs> so it's this huge big like standoff yeah and then eventually they convince him oh you gotta release this guy and he's the new captain so he fucking you know stumbles off the ship and then like Eventually, he gets sent back to the UK. No, no dramas. And then Francis Pringles, the captain. But then eventually, they the Redcliffe Council bought the ship, like years later when it decommissioned, and just yeah, chucked it on the beach there and said that's it. Oh, so it didn't even crash naturally. No, like it, they just they just they it, they sold the engine and all that, and then they're just left with this hunk of you know iron or it's whatever. Just this asshole who was just taking control of it for so long. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He it's probably like, took the engine with him when he got off the <laughs> ship. You know it's kind of I mean? like the equivalent of like if you're working in a, in a in an office and there's like someone in upper management who's just a cowboy, like an absolute just reckless person, mm, mm, mm. breaks all the rules, but you can't you can't fire them so you just make their role redundant yeah and so they end up getting this lovely payout they're just taken care of like i'm surprised back then that they didn't just walk in and just shoot the guy yeah but like I it's know. just like you're such a maniac but we just come on mate like we'll if do some was more a, money do you want more money if he was a deckhand they would have just pushed him off yeah. right and that happens a lot in the banking industry what you're talking about because middle management all those cowboys they know they know they have dirt on everyone mm. they have dirt on upper low because mm. uh, they go you know so they can't fire him if they get caught red-handed because they're like i got a, i got 50 people in this C, the C-suite who signed off on this shit so they have to just pay him out big yeah. and move him to the side and that's exactly what they do you know but fuck yeah so that's the that's the story of uh, at Woody Point so you go check it out Woody Point Gayanda is sitting there don't get tetanus or anything like that but uh, yeah so quite a bit of history at, at uh, Redcliffe yeah I like the um, I went there I mentioned like I'd been there I think maybe two three years ago and went to that the big market mm. and saw the Bee Gees way and everything but the market had something that, that I just fucking love. It's very Australian and very Queensland as well. Mm. Just chucking like some Aussie icon where it doesn't quite fit. Mm. Like yeah, there was yeah. a big food van. It was like Ned Kelly's loaded fries. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, That's what he would have wanted. Yeah, you know, like exactly. Ned. Just to, I'm not paying, mate. It's Ned yeah. Kelly. You know? <laughs> I'm going to steal it from you. Um, but I got a couple of reviews of the RSL. I don't know oh, if you've yeah. been to the RSL. I have the Rissol. Yeah, right, sure. so yes. a lot of, and this is the sorry, the competitor to the Dolphins, or it is, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's it a big is. competitor. Absolutely. There was a fair bit of, you know, like basically a lot of complaints about the food, and then a lot of them signed off like, "Guess it's back to the Dolphins." For me. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're very angry. About, I don't know if they got like you know a new chef in or something, but there's a lot of um, a lot of complaints about this food. There's a few that I loved. There was um, are these recent ones? Quite recent. This, yeah, right. You know, okay. a couple within the last few months. Mm. Um, so this one's from Darcy. She goes, uh, there was a long hair in my mushroom, so I sent it back to be remade. Chef sent it back out and said it was a mushroom fiber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Props to the chef. I yeah, love that. Exactly. Uh, creative. Then there was like, <laughs> there was some, um, uh, this person's greasy and salty. 
My God, it was greasy. <laughs> Prawn salad was greasy and completely doused with sugary sauce, while the beef pizza was so greasy that my partner threw up later. Oh, uh, so that, yeah, that's just mushroom grease. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and there's a few, there's classic. You know, the place is fine, but I ordered a steak, which is in inverted commas. Uh, it was so tough I could hardly cut it. It went home with my friend to be eaten by her. Highlander dog, like just some very suspicious stuff going on. <laughs> I love just just people who throw it. I find that comments. like Google reviews, people don't know how to use quotation. No, 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 no. I had the doubt best your... time of my life. Yeah. <laughs> your friend's dogs breeds in question um, or something like that. Yeah. And then there was like, wow, worst food, food I've ever consumed. You know, order two chicken schnitzels. First one was only a little raw. Second one was so raw it was bloody clucking. Yeah. Love that, from love that. that. Love yes. that. Uh, and but my favorite was Rhonda because. I love oh, when yeah. you can tell that the chef or the wait staff are just like, we get complaints every fucking day. We know it's shit. Like, just fuck off, people. Yeah. And uh, Rhonda goes, uh, when ordering a steak with vegetables, I asked politely if I could have no cauliflower. To this, the server sarcastically said she would do her best. The same server <laughs> came to our, <laughs> the same server came to our table with my meal with a large amount of cauliflower and virtually no other vegetables on the plate. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> to, add, to add insult to injury, she leaned right into my face, right into my face with non-existent social distancing, and said, "I hope I liked it as they'd done their best." Oh, <laughs> man, that's, that's a rocks. that's a rage quit, man. Yeah, Somewhere, that, someone's like, "Fuck this, bitch!" Yeah. Push to the edge. Yeah, um, <laughs> but a lot of those a lot of those places in Redcliffe. I mean, my childhood growing up there was. You would go to the all-you-can-eat buffet or yep. the pub, the tavern or something like that, and it's just it's basic food, hey. Like, and I know that I'm surprised. I mean, well, I'm not surprised at all that they're recent because I know the RSL actually got a massive revamp a few years ago, and oh. they've got this really nice sort of bistro sort of restaurant thing that they set up there. Yeah. But it's sort of like um, it's like when you get uh, what, what what are the cars where they change the badges to make the the cars look more expensive, like the yeah. Chevys and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it's sort yeah. of like they just glossed it up, but the, right. the menu is exactly the same. It's just it's just <laughs> meat and potatoes, yeah. schnitzels, beef burger. That's about it. Yeah. I love I love and all those reviews though that they do that, and then people like it's supposed to be done up, but it's shit. Like they just yeah. you're almost angry that you've tried to make it better and haven't. You know, <laughs> yeah. if it was just the same old, same old, they probably wouldn't care. Oh, you know, totally, what I mean? totally. I love those fucking those RSLs are great though. I always. Love the idea of them, and then you go there, and the, the food are just is always dog shit. But it's like I just love those. Like I don't know, like go there with They're friends, so familiar cheap to me. beer, yeah, isn't it? And there's always a bit of like you never feel like you're like uh, you know in the wrong place, like socially. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's just always people like oh, they're just mucking around. Whereas like those you know newer fucking like fancier restaurants and stuff, but RSLs and footy clubs. All oh, day, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And there's always there's always like a middle aged woman behind the bar as well who's yeah. been been doing this job for decades, and she always makes you feel really special. It's like, oh, what, what would you like, love? Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, oh, oh carton drought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that not yeah. a problem at all. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of times I've been to the pub with Bensley and a woman's been like, "What do you have, darling?" And then he'll turn around and go, "She likes me." <laughs> it's <laughs> all it takes. Stars. And then, <laughs> uh, then watching him get legitimately annoyed when she says the exact same thing to me. <laughs> You two and your plans to be <laughs> fucking liked by people. It's because, yeah, we walk up to the pub LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, so what else is there to do in that in that area? Like what 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 would you say growing up you there was other sort of things that you muck around doing? Was there like 
would you was there creeks and stuff you're playing or is it sort of more yeah they had suburban? yeah they had skate a couple of skate parks around the place yeah. um and but i think for the most part like a lot of sort of smaller areas you would just be walking the streets, you know, mm. and especially when it came, you discovered alcohol, you'd have like a backpack full of like Woodstock cans oh, yes. and just be walking the streets. And it got to a point where, especially like my parents are very much, they're, they're citizens, you know, they're, they, they love to be part of the community and volunteer and just, they just got a clean slate. Yeah. Yep. Dobbing then, people in for petting down the beach. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 they yeah, would yeah. have been those people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and for me, like I was just, I, I was just that black sheep. So, I was looking, mum had the paper open and she was looking through these things and she was commenting on this section in the Redcliffe Herald called the Ticks and Crosses. And this is just the community writing in about what's good and what's not yes. good. Oh, and so, yes. of course, the crosses are always outweighing the, the ticks. It's just yeah. complaining about trivial stuff. Yeah. And so I'm like, and this is, I mean, it's before I even wanted to play in a band or anything like that. I'm like, I want to be famous. I want to get into the Ticks and Crosses. <laughs> so we would walk around the streets and just, you know, and on, I have to be vague on the details, but we would just, we would damage some things and do stuff <laughs> yeah, like that. And then, yeah. and then Monday or whenever the paper would come out the following week, we would just run to like where the paper was. <laughs> just, oh yes. It's like to the, to the hooligans who, <laughs> <laughs> who yes. sold the witch's hats on this street. Yes. Oh, oh, this is a safety issue. Oh, oh, right. We're like, yes. So good. And, and I used to frame those things. And my mum eventually she, she found them and she goes, and I had actually stolen some witch's hats and I had them. So I was collecting like road signs and things like that. And mum came in, I had them sort of hidden behind a thing and uh, she just went, right, chuck all that stuff in the car, we're going. And so she, she, we loaded the car up and it must have been during the day and we waited until seven or eight o'clock at night. It was dark and she drove around the back street near the fire station and she made me take them all out of the car when it was like really dark and put them in the bushes behind the fire, the fire station just so no one would call. She goes, I do not want anybody to know about this. And I was like, oh, okay, mum. No worries. <laughs> but, but it all came out of ticks and crosses that she saw and then she went on her little bit of an investigation. Uh, and said, aha. Yeah, so <laughs> you'll keep it. You're like, you know, you keep. It's like a serial killer. Keep keeping them, their idea. Yeah. 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 But and then being in the crosses is way bit cool than being in the ticks. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. The yeah, little boy who helped me cross the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Coming in in year 10 with it framed as well. Uh, I got some very early crime here. This is a pretty stock standard crime, but it sort of gets a bit weird at the end what happened, uh, the sentencing. But in Redcliffe, one of the earliest homicides reported in the Brisbane area, um, Richard Lindo Devers. So this guy, uh, he, was, uh, he was married. He... Uh, he went over, he was like looking for his wife or whatever. And she was like at the, in the father-in-law's house. So he goes over there and he's like, ah, oh, where's my wife? And he's like, oh, she's out somewhere. Piss off. You're drunk or whatever. And then the father-in-law, they get into an argument. The father-in-law pulls out a gun and shoots the son-in-law in the head, kills him, bang, dead. Yeah. Uh, the father-in-law gets arrested and he's sentenced to seven days prison. <laughs> Fuck. Man, Naughty boy. Everybody, everybody hated that guy. Oh, like, yeah. but, he made, but he made the ticks and crosses. <laughs> Tick to the, uh, to the cops who put him in jail for a long time. You know, Man, I'm shooting everyone a if it's a week. A week in jail, yeah. I'm shooting anyone. If you give me too much cauliflower, bang. <laughs> I'll do the week. You know, so that was a bit of early crime. But other than that, you wouldn't say. And apart from some of your uh, hooligan pranks, it wasn't a wasn't a rough pretty town, safe pretty town. safe sort of area. Yeah, it's pretty safe. Um, I think every once in a while you'd have like the rival schools that'd be out on the weekend at night, and oh, so they, yeah. especially when you started to get your license, and so they'd be driving out, and so there'd be a car full of guys. So 
he'd be walking home from a house party. You could see a car coming up the street. So you go and hide the bushes for yeah, him just yeah. to make sure that they're not, you know, the, the opposition, you know, oh, <laughs> um, so there's a bit of, bit of turf war every once in a while. But apart from that, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty calm. Yeah. It was only when I left really that as I said earlier, they pumped money into the place and it's probably, there's probably actually things to do now for, mm, yeah. for younger people. But right. uh, back then it was just, it was just old people. And that was it. Everyone went to bed early. Everyone had dinner at like five thirty in the evening and <laughs> in bed after neighbors had finished or whatever it is. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's it. Yeah. yeah sure. um, you had a crime, didn't you, Jamie? Yeah. Uh, not a crime. I just have uh, Redcliffe. I'm not sure if this was after you left or not, but it has a succession of like modern shitty politicians. Oh, okay. um, so we'll start with yeah, unique in that regard. <laughs> <laughs> Every other town. Uh, so we'll start off with the, the obvious one. Uh, his name is John Cox. Uh, he's the, <laughs> yeah, very good. Uh, <laughs> he was the One Nation candidate for Redcliffe, so of course he's probably predisposed to being a piece of shit already. Yeah. But uh, so in addition to the lovely views of thinking that you know he's anti-immigration, anti-Muslim, he also thinks 9/11 was an inside job. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he like finally a man willing to say my talking yeah. points. Yeah, so but this is his redemption story. Yeah. For me. No, yeah. he but he like publicly posts on social media that uh uh like you know the fucking things being like you wouldn't believe the second building is demo what a been. daggy conspiracy yeah, by now do you know what i mean like yeah. at least gonna be into Pick something else yeah, yeah. like a it's QAnon on guy yeah, it's gonna be the 20 year anniversary it's like you know it'd be like a, the moon landing was fake you know it's yeah. like all right man who cares anymore you yeah know? so he posted online and then he's like he's posting all these fucking like videos being like is anyone asking questions? And he's going like, why can't the news be neat and straight anymore? And so that was him. <laughs> and then the next yeah, one. What? I like yeah. Too many fruity t-shirts? What does he <laughs> mean? I don't, I don't think he's <laughs> saying it's a sexual orientation thing. Right. I think he's like straight, like straight arrow, basically. Oh, like, why right. can't it be like, get to the point. Fucking yeah, right. say those buildings were blown up by a controlled demolition. <laughs> 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 Cut through the chaff there. Yeah. Uh, the second I is uh, um, Kerry Ann Dooley. And she was a LMP oh, candidate, yeah. and very uh, yeah, it's almost cursed if your name's Carrie Ann that yeah. you're going to probably not be the fucking <laughs> well, interestingly aggressive enough, person. Uh, she got in trouble because she was uh, posted on her social media her posing next to a guy in blackface, like another famous oh. Carrie Ann. Oh wow! <laughs> so she went to like a fucking party that was Australia themed and went next to a dead shit who was in blackface dressed as the lead singer of Yothu Yindi. And so she oh, posted wow. on her and Instagram, he, yeah. uh, like, got to meet Yothu Yindi today. When was this? This was, like, in the last 10 years or so. Okay. Wow. Oh, man. Fuck. But even, yeah, like, even, 1974. even an Australian-themed dress-up party's on the nose. and You know oh, what I mean? Like, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. very, like... Maybe if you're, like, Aussie celebrities or something, but that's just praying for someone to... So it's, a, it's a pretty thin line there. There's, yeah. like, there's not much wiggle room. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> I feel like you're just begging for it. And then, so she did it, like, this was a white guy in blackface. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. Okay. And, yeah, she she posed with him. She, she was, wasn't confused or anything. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> just like, she uh, made a big apology. The apology was pretty shit as well. <laughs> it was just like, she was like, I was a fan of Yothu Yindi. Yeah. It's just oh, like, okay. Just right. and then, but the worst... And the longest is, uh, I don't know if you've heard of him, but his name is Scott Driscoll. Yeah, sounds familiar. So Scott yep. Driscoll um, basically is a disgraced now politician. And uh, basically he's a real piece of shit. Uh, he, he's a Liberal Party politician. He went to jail and now he does like PR and social media stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, good choice for a guy with irreparable damage to his <laughs> reputation. Yeah. Uh, but like 
basically he started off, he was just like a shady businessman. And like, as often with shady businessmen who uh, access power, uh, who are outwardly kind of charming, charismatic, huge creep towards women. Yep. So he's the chief executive of an association called the Queensland Retail Trader and Shopkeepers Association, which is basically like a lobby group for small businesses. Say, it's Main, like, it sounds like a monopoly. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, mainly they're going up against the fact that they represent small traders who are, you know, kind of withering in the face of Coles and Woolworths. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, this guy refers to Coles and Woolworths as an evil duopoly. Uses all this right. chant, like, representing these people, loves going on TV, loves being seen in public, loves fucking pumping his own tires <laughs> and being, like, standing up for the little guy. Gets, like, a reputation for being, like, a very charismatic guy and, like, a local guy from Redcliffe, just fucking doing it right. And so this woman, Amy Ellingsworth, she worked for him as, like, an executive assistant and said that, like, he bullied people and was creepy towards women. He, like, in his office constantly, he was talking about strip clubs all the time and said that, after, like, apparently had a well-stocked bar and was like, after hours, we'll turn this into a strip club and we'll point at, like, this Australian flag on a pole that was behind his desk and we'll be like, that's the pole. Like, oh, <laughs> just, like, and he'd ask women, like, on his staff who apparently, who, you know, didn't last very long on staff. He'd always ask them to stay after work for drinks and stuff. At his strip club bar yeah, in his it, office? Yeah, at his office that he wanted to turn into a strip club. Oh and he'd also talk Lord. a lot for some reason about going to the adult shop across the road. Like, you know, a classic horny old man yeah. like, talking to like 19-year-olds being like, Going to the sex shop, man. Get, yeah. Yeah, yeah, get, yeah, get yeah. the petty cash out. I'm going to <laughs> yeah, across yeah. the road. Dirty Driscoll. Yeah. Um, so... Basically, then this woman, Amy Ellsworth, she gets diagnosed with uh, endometriosis and oh. she like goes to tell Driscoll, like, hey, look, I get like such bad pain that some days like, I might not be able to come in. Just wanted to let you know I can work from home. I can do all this stuff. And so this guy, his response is that she documents whenever she gets her period and he... And she marks it on his personal calendar so that he knows in advance when she's not going to be in the oh office. Oh, my Lord. Fucking hell. What yeah. the so, fuck? And the, hold on. This guy was a local MP or was he the mayor? Or was he's he- not a local MP yet. So at the moment, <laughs> oh my so God. he's just a businessman. At the moment, he's just a businessman. <laughs> Holy shit. Who's the chief executive of the Queensland Retail Traders Sorry, and yes. Shopkeepers yeah, Association. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so he's also a bit of a shady businessman. Yeah. Uh, so this Amy Ellingsworth does not stay on the job much longer after the endometriosis thing, but also like said in an interview with Sydney Morning Herald that uh, she was told like to sit in at board meetings and smile and nod and pretend to take the minutes and he'd just do it later. And so like a lot of the <laughs> minute documents like suspiciously went missing or were never completed. Um, so basically Driscoll starts using the QRTSA as his own, like, personal bank. He gives, like, family members, like, his wife and his mother-in-law, like, figurehead positions, starts paying them, and he writes contracts <laughs> between... his mother-in-law, like, chief stripper of the... <laughs> <laughs> um, he writes contracts between the QRTSA and, like, pri- a private company that he's set up called Norsefire, which is named after uh, something from the comic book V for Vendetta. So there's oh nothing. There's nothing worse. God. This guy sucks. There's nothing worse than a creepy nerd. <laughs> that you know, that, that was like, it for Drew. It was yeah. like, listen, I was on his side until uh, V for oh, Vendetta man. reference. But you, could, you could picture him in the fucking office strip club being like, actually, I call them graphic novels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. With an anonymous yeah. mask. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. He's fuck. got a ton of them. But like, um, 
So in the meantime, like this guy, Driscoll, he starts campaigning for office because he's pretty popular, like outwardly. And so one of the things he does to um, get people to vote for him is he gets sexy girls in bikinis to hand out his card in like this guy's got one move and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's a great photo of him and like the courier mail with like a girl in a bikini like handing out cards and he's just like behind he's a big fat dude as well right. and just being like and he's like just like looking at it being like fuck yeah <laughs> like i'm smart as shit and horny um so he goes like he's still doing some like extremely dodgy stuff so like for instance like because they're supposed to represent the little guy like iga like they're franchise store owners they send the qrtsa one hundred thousand dollars to help with like a case mm. he transfers that hundred thousand dollars directly into his norse fire account Fuck so like him. he's basically taking money and uh so he another thing he did he ripped off a charity uh in 2011 he um he signed a contract with norse fire to provide media communications and fundraising raising services to a small Redcliffe charity organization, the Regional Community Association Morton Bay. And so he basically charged them $3,000 a week to do like next to nothing. And so basically they were, this little charity was set up to feed the homeless and help with issues like that. They could no longer afford to do that because they had this contract. What what idiot would go, oh, that sounds like a great deal. Let's enter into that $3,000 a week contract. (laughs) Look how much stripper access we get. (laughs) (laughs) Unlimited use of the pole. And so basically the the people who complained from this uh, charity or from the retail association um, he would basically fire them and install his mates on the board of directors for both things. So, like, everything he did would go through. Mm. And um, so uh, someone kind of tried to blow a whistle on him, apparently. And, like, so his response, he's just such a piss of shit. But he says, like, frankly, I don't give a shit what lies any of those gutter rats want to spin about <laughs> RCA funding. My campaign or me flying to Mars to have sex with a one-legged mutant midget. This is like, <laughs> I maybe told you much about my future plans, but uh, <laughs> keep that one yeah. under wraps. So he's just insane. But like in 2012, he gets elective and, uh, oh. he, and he ostensibly steps down from the QRTSA because he's... Um, oh. Is now in public office. We yeah. can't do that. But he installs a phone line for QT, QRTSA in his like um, political office, yeah. which is not allowed. And he's still very much using QRTSA to pay himself. Um, he also like bought himself a car that he called his gangster vehicle, which is <laughs> just like when you vehicle. combine that with Norse fire and all that yeah. stuff, it's just like you get such a clear picture of this guy. This guy was bullied in high school, and now he's the yeah, fucking yeah, king. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then the worst thing he does, which it, and this is what gets him busted in the end, is so the QRTSA, I cannot stress enough, is a thing that represents like little shopkeepers in the face of the all yeah. encroaching <laughs> coals and walls. Yeah. Ned, Ned g- Kelly's loaded fries. <laughs> 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 he calls Coles and Woolworths secretly without informing the other as well as the state member for Redcliffe and says that for like money to Norse fire, he will reverse his position on them having extended trading hours. So before he was kind of like, I represent the little guy. And now yeah, he's yeah, yeah. behind the scenes. Mm. Being like, They're just asking for bribe. Yeah, yeah he's asking that. for bribe. He gets done. He gets sentenced to jail. He says that he's got bipolar. So is the fucking sentence he's been stealing money for years gets reduced to basically nothing. His wife leaves him, even though she was pretty much in on the scam. Uh, he gets out of prison and he go, lives in his parents' garage for a bit. Maybe he has a race car bed. Who knows? <laughs> 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 his gangster ride. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> but eventually he gets his own place and he rebrands as a PR and social media guru. And so in 2020, the Courier Mail finds his online dating profile. Oh, no. And, man, it's such an Looking insight. for a lady yeah. on Mars. Less than two legs. <laughs> it's such an insight into people who learn fucking nothing, you know, uh, from making a mistake. What, what uh, dating platform was he using? Uh, plenty of fish. Of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thinking man's dating. <laughs> <laughs> Free trial, please. <laughs> <laughs> I was... Uh, no, I've said that for another time. But, uh, <laughs> I, I once much. ate plenty of fish at a, <laughs> at a seafood restaurant. <laughs> That's also true. Uh, so basically after his 20-month stint in like a jail, the, the online photo, like the profile appears. And it's a bunch of like photos of him like rubbing shoulders with like fucking notable politicians and Richard Branson from Virgin as well. Yep. And so his profile name, get this, is... Mr. Mayor underscore four zero two zero. That's the postcode I'm yeah, guessing. Yeah, Yoni, yeah, 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 spelled yeah. 420 with a zero. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Mr. Mayor, of course. And I, he wasn't even the mayor. He, he was just a member. Mayor. That's incredible. And and putting the nerd stuff aside, he just he sounds like a Clive Palmer. He just sounds yeah, like yeah, he's yeah, this yeah. wacky dude with totally. a bunch of money coming up with all sorts of lies and corruption just to yeah. just to get his I, ego out I there. I love those guys, man. Everyone something them. about Queensland. Big fat creeps. Like, who's the other guy who goes to the Philippines all the time? And everyone, oh, and yeah, like, yeah. Hey, I'm the definitely man, not the for Manila guy. George Christensen. Christensen. Yeah. What is it? It's his wife's Queensland like, just keep turning these freaks out. Yeah. And well, he, he spent half his parliament career at one point in the Philippines because his wife was, I think his wife was from there. And, uh, but he met her in a, a you know, as not a strip club. What do they have in Thailand? Like, you know what I mean? Like a, some sort of bar like where it's like, bar, yeah, maybe. sort of thing where it's like Western tourists come yeah, in and the girls, mm. you know, and then they sort of extort the guys out of money and, and they were like, he's getting extorted. Like this whole thing. And he's going to be like, if you're the Philippines, you just like get someone in there to ask him Australian government secrets and stuff. But yeah, he was just spending half his career in the Philippines and the cops had to investigate and everything. I think with a lot of these guys, especially like Redcliffe and going sort of Sunshine Coast or the Gold Coast, it's kind of like that Miami vibe. And I think yeah. that's what attracts people. And it's like, oh, I'm like this coastal tycoon, you know? Oh, so yeah. they, it's like, um, who's the other guy? Uh, Big Kev. You remember the... Yeah. The oh, yeah. The, uh, yeah. I what mean, it's certainly not a Redcliffe story at, at all, but he's, he's sort of based in, oh, I think it was the Gold Coast, but um, similar sort of deal, made this, created this massive company, but just turned into this party animal. And he would just host these ridiculous parties and a lot of controversy around him. It's an amazing story, this guy. And I think he died... About five or six years he ago. Did, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, but he I, was I, one of those movers and shakers who was just dodgy as all hell. Yeah. yeah. About five years ago, or it was after he died, and it was like well after he died. And I think it's on my Instagram. There's a post because I was just driving around Canberra, and some fucking guy just had a car with personalized number plates, big Kev, and a big Australian <laughs> flag. And I was like, you're not big. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the yeah, ground, yeah. You know, trying to steal his thunder. Also, he probably lived the average life of someone with the name Big as well. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. Big Pun, Big L, yeah, Biggie yeah. Smalls, Big Kev. <laughs> if you're if you're big, you know, sixty, you're fucking ancient, you know. So yeah. fuck yeah, you the, may as well um, go out in a flame. The happy ending to this story, if there is a happy ending, <laughs> because he's you know 
He sucks. But uh, according to, like, he's got a LinkedIn profile, of course he does. But according to LinkedIn, for the past three years, he's been uh, working as a public relations advertising and branding strategist at mm-hmm. www.scottdriscoll.com.au. <laughs> 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 oh, yes. And he's a social media guru with 36 followers on Twitter. Oh, oh yes. So. I was just going to say, we should tag him in this we episode. Should, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to get Scotty Driscoll to listen in and be like, hey, listen, it wasn't a race car bed. Okay, it was a rocket <laughs> oh, yeah. ship. Oh, yeah, like, allegedly, 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 allegedly. <laughs> okay, that's how it works. <laughs> Poor um, CEO of Scotty Drisk <laughs> Industries, uh, division of Big Scotto Entertainment. Well, believe it or not, because I did like the second thing as well for his job was also for www.scottdriscoll.com.au. So it. he promoted himself. <laughs> <laughs> Scotty, Fuck it's yeah. your lucky day. Yeah, <laughs> Step but. into my strip club slash office. <laughs> <laughs> so we got. Uh, two questions at the end. Andy, do you want to take us away, James? Yes, I do. Uh, so basically, if um, if someone wants to go down to Redcliffe and they say, Andy, what, what's the itinerary? What's something we can do during the morning, during the afternoon and night? What would you tell them to do? Yeah, okay. Um, so I think you could go breakfast down at Woody Point. There's a few little cafes that do brekkie rolls and things like that. And, yeah. uh, you know, there's a lot of pelicans that sort of hang around the, the beach That's down fun. there. Oh, so lovely. it's quite nice if the weather's good. Um, lunch, you got to go to either the, the Rissole or to the Lees Club. Okay. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe avoid the Rissole. Yeah, well, ma- yeah, that's right. Unless you like right, Greece. Right, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, more of a well, Saturday Night yeah. Fever guy. Every <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All back. Uh, so, yeah, go for, a, go for a bit of a, a club lunch. And then, um, yeah, like uh, in the afternoon or going into the evening, I think you could probably go down to Scarborough and sort of uh, walk around the skate park down there and mm. – uh, um, and reminisce about what was the Scarby and probably just look at the, the big high rise there. But I don't think <laughs> yeah. there's much else. Just single tear <laughs> running down yeah. the tube. Just admire the, you know, the profit that was made by the guy who built it for 300 grand. And just and mysteriously of, caught on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. And then just walk around and on the beach afterwards and with your... Treat yourself to a toosie. Yeah, toosie. Yeah, toosie. Yeah, you can go and get fish and chips and walk along the beach Absolutely. there. It's, it's actually quite nice. It's a really nice place, uh, especially if you're really old. So Yeah, yeah it, it does, does sound, sound really It old. does yeah, honestly it nice, sound yeah. really great, yeah. And, and the final question. The James. final question, when all is said and done, when you've achieved everything that you can with your podcast and band, they're the bi- they're the biggest band on the planet, bigger than the Bee Gees. It's, it's, there's now Lord Way. <laughs> Savage <Red> Garden. <laughs> Savage Garden are claiming famous through you. you know? <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah, they've released a cover of your cover. Of <laughs> when, all, when all is said and done, would you move back to Redcliffe to settle down? I, well, look, never say never. I, there's part of me that always worries about moving back there and then it's sort of like the twilight zone where the 15, 20, 30 years in between just never happened. And mm. you just wake up one day and go, oh, I'm still here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, but, you know, every just time surrounded I- by witches' hats, you know. <laughs> 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 Mum's knocking on the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, look, who knows? But um, every time I go up there, it's, there's, a, there's a real affection for the place and, uh, yeah, so I, I, can't, I can't shit on it too much, I think. Yeah. Uh, can't can't yeah. rule it out, but... You know, we'll see. There's, there's we'll plenty see. of other probably, places to go first, I think. Yeah, but probably worse, like, I've never been, but from even just looking at the, the photos and the place, I would, I, I think it'd be great to even spend a week or two there. So, you know, I'm sure there's worse places to well, to retire and settle down. And one thing, just to wrap, wrap it up um, from this side, is um, for over 100 years, Redcliffe has asked for a train station. 
So there's never been a train line that goes to Redcliffe. So you would have oh, to get a bus, right. go over the um, the Redcliffe Bridge or whatever the hell it's called, mm. and then you would go to the next train station, which was like Shawncliffe or Sandgate. So it's this long, arduous journey to get there, especially if you're at the other end of Redcliffe. Finally, um, 10 odd years ago, they finally built a train station and it just like the hype was huge, like massive hype, hype beast, all this sort of stuff going on. Everyone's getting behind it. Redcliffe Herald's, you know, front page story, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. About to launch, first train. And then a few weeks beforehand, they realised that they ordered the wrong trains. <laughs> <laughs> so, the tr so the gauges on the train tracks weren't the right ones for the trains or vice versa oh or whatever it was. No, and Jesus. so they had to go and send these trains back and get new ones, which delayed the entire launch of this new new train line. Oh my lord! And it, and it was just it was so typical because it was, it was it became a it's like buying a shirt off ASOS or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I can't imagine it's easy to return a train. Like, Did we receipt. keep the packaging? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Get the re reply all like letter thing. Oh yeah. no! But it's like the Bee Gees, where like the Herald, the Redcliffe Herald, would always talk about the station that didn't exist, and it was always like this little jab at like you know the council and the government to say. We've been asking for this for over a hundred years. Yeah. Where the hell is it? And finally, so close. And then just there's no train station. So <laughs> now it, it exists. The tra they've got the correct trains on the tracks. Um, and so it's become an easier place to get to. So I think there's probably additional sort of exciting elements of Redcliffe now yeah, where you can get yeah. there and not just drive over the bridge. You can jump That's... on a train from central in the city and, and cruise a long way around and eventually get to Redcliffe. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine being the guy who double-checked the email yeah. or something oh. and it's like, hold on a sec, just sit someone in bed sweating at <laughs> night, like 12 feet or something. He's looking at his napkin that he wrote down the measure. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. Well, that's it. Yeah. Honestly, I'd, I'd love to go. That sounds great. So yeah. Andy, have you got anything you want to plug? Oh, geez. Um, I've got a really wanky website, uh, andydowling.net. Why not? Um, yeah. I've got my podcast, the Andy Social Podcast. Uh, Drew, you've been on it? I Drew have. was on. Yeah, yeah. And um, If you need a social media manager, I know a guy. Directly. <laughs> 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 I'm looking him up straight up. <laughs> um, and our band, uh, Lord... We've got a, a new covers album. It's like a 23-track album coming out on the 2nd of April. Um, and we've got the single, the Savage Garden single. Yeah. And, um, you did a Kylie song as well, didn't you? Yeah, On a Night Like This. Yeah, and, oh, yeah amazing. So, yeah, so uh, check it out. It's yeah, lots of good stuff. Yeah. So, cool, man. Thanks so much right, for coming yeah. on. Yeah, that was a thank great Thank you for yeah. coming on. And uh, don't remember everyone to leave us a five-star Don't remember it all. <laughs> don't remember <laughs> at all. Please forget. Uh, uh, to leave us five-star five review, stars. like, subscribe. Tell your friends. Yeah, your friends. subscribe on YouTube as well. If you see any of us at the um, Golden Barley Hotel, I have stickers all the time. Come grab one straight off me. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. I'll That'll make Drew's day. And if you're serving him a beer, call him love. Uh, <laughs> and don't say it to anyone else. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Please. Anyway. I need this. Thanks so much, everyone. Thanks, Andy. See you guys. Thanks, Andy, again. Bye-bye.